Hey world, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cassidy Jackson, and you are listening to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. More Gen Z authors seem to be coming out of the woodwork in the past few years, myself included. And I want us to be able to have a safe space to express ourselves, since the online world is a scary place, and we might feel extremely alone. In each episode, I am highlighting an amazing Gen Z author who has agreed to share part of their story online. Sit back, relax, and please, remember, you are never alone as an author of any age. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cassie's Crafting Connect. Well, I, I should say welcome. It's welcome back. Sorry, I'm still getting very used to this. Please forgive me. Welcome back to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. I have an extraordinarily special guest here that is essentially one of my book best friends, as you can say. I mean, obviously, she's here in real life. Literally, I'm staring at her through the screen. But the relationship that the two of us have is so great, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. So, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you know who this person is. So, go ahead, reveal yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Mads, also known as Mads is Reading on just about every social media platform I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was normally I'd go like, oh, yeah, tell people a little bit about yourself and about the book that you're working on but you are extraordinarily active on pretty much any social media but for those of you who are just finding out kind of who you are do you want to just give like a little synopsis yeah a little synopsis on me Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm 18 I've been on Twitter for about two years now and I am pretty well known on book Twitter I haven't been as active on writing Twitter lately, but I am a writer and I have been working on my current book for about, oh gosh, it's been like seven or eight years now. Congratulations. That's amazing. It's so bad. I keep putting it off. But yeah, it's essentially a Y dystopian about the world long after World War Three took place and these kids break into this area full of radiation from World War III and they get powers and have to run from the government and it's a really fun time. (laughs) I love that. It's so funny that we're both writing Y dystopia. I know, I love it. It's so completely different. That's how Y dystopians work though. Like, no, like there's not a lot of them that are exactly the same. They're all so different. They do have the same elements. I do will, uh, uh, I will put that out there. They do have the same elements. Absolutely. But it's not like carbon copying because tropes exist for a reason. And that's why they're called tropes. Mm -hmm. And especially like genre tropes. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like you can't have a rom-com without there being some kind of like fluffy interaction between the main character love interest one and main character love interest two like that that just doesn't exist anywhere else for me like I mean it can but like a rom-com that I read has to have that in there you know yeah and so many people put like I feel like there's so many different connotations around tropes right now because they're like don't describe your books by trope and like obviously you shouldn't there's definitely a lot of that going around, but also it does 
help people realize what's in it and running from tropes kind of gets you nowhere because there's are tropes in your book and people like focus a lot on tropes and so you might as well use them I mean I have to figure out what tropes are in my book me too before I even like actually sit down and be like okay what are the tropes in dystopia slash sci-fi and what do I have in there like what I don't even know what I have in this book I'm halfway done and I don't even know what's in it no same like all I know is that I have the found family trope and a hint well, of childhood and found family <laughs> and a hint of childhood best friends to lovers or not even best friends they're just childhood friends and I just don't know what other tropes I really have present in my book like it's so bad no I'm trying to think now and I I really don't <laughs> I don't like, know I don't have that many of the like I don't have an enemies to lovers and I don't really have a lot of the really well-known ones right now so I can't really label what I have in it it's just kids with powers running from the government I don't I love how my main character is basically in like a secret societal governmental thing so cool and yours is just like yeah government and listening to them and doing stuff with them no thank you I'd rather not the funniest thing is that it's all by accident like there's only one there's only two characters that are really bent against the government the rest just got here by accident and now they're like I well, love that though the now. accidental like I have read YA dystopias and sci-fis where there are like the main main characters where you know the author put them in there solely for the purpose of like okay this is the person who is like oh I don't want anything to do with whatever they're going into yeah and then they're just going in there to stop it and then it just turns into this whole adventure and yeah basically yeah it's it's honestly really fun and I I'm a big fan of reluctant chosen ones oh oh. I'm with the ways you say that because I'm like um yeah because it's so relatable like I wouldn't want to be doing that either no, I'm thinking about what I'm putting my main character through right now, and it, it's not fun. No, it's horrible. I put mine through so much, because it's a series, and I have so much planned out for the series. Oh my goodness. The things I have planned out I love that. Mm-hmm. are atrocious. Yeah. The way that mine is specifically, like, hopefully a standalone with some novellas and spinoffs, because yeah. I feel like the story that I'm telling within the book is one that I want to keep within that one book yeah I'm just not like I have nothing against series I love book series it's just that I don't see myself writing them unless I absolutely feel like this book should be a series because I want each book to have its own individual story yeah and I don't know how I could stretch it out even though I'm kind of an (laughs) overwriter Kind of like an anthology, almost. Sort of, yeah. That's pretty cool. Honest, like you have to let me know how that goes, because I feel like there's not a lot of dystopian standalones. Yeah, because I'm writing this right now, and I'm like, I have five characters that I have so much on already that I would love to 
to write spinoffs about their perspective of what's going on. That'd be really cool. At this time. And so that's kind of what I have planned to turn it into kind of like a quote unquote series. Yeah. Without it actually cool. being a series. So yeah, I guess like an anthology, a collection of stories from different points of view within that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I just plan out series. It's just, it's a pain, but I function in series. And that is why you and I are so different. And yet we are very much the same. It really is funny how that works out. There's like so many things where we're like, yes, but no. Yeah, it was like, I feel that, but also I don't. And that just happens to be the topic of this podcast. Absolutely. Which is social media, Gen Z, and Gen Z authors. Because I felt like... Mads and I have had this conversation I feel like so many times Definitely. that this is just second nature to us and us putting this just out into the world where it's like these are our feelings and we're not going to run from them. I feel like it's just us being like, okay, this is how we feel and that's fine. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing that we're running from really. Because yeah. social media, in my opinion, makes me want to run. <laughs> very very far away from it because like I keep saying throughout these podcast episodes I am such an introvert I really am I know it doesn't seem like I am because I talk so easily to people but that is just extrovert training really in like all of my jobs that I have done and volunteering work it's just extrovert training yeah no for sure I conversation like everybody gets to hear what we talk about almost every time we call each other no literally this is a conversation (laughs) that comes up pretty much in text when we call each other and like in our twitter dms it's just it just has to slip in there somehow yeah we talk about it so much because you know you had like a pretty bad experience with social media yeah and have run away from it but i've like I've had a really good experience with it and I'm addicted. You've basically embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a part of me now and I'm not letting go. And then there's me where I'm like, I'm kind of thinking of how to describe this as like a picture for people. Yeah. Maybe like I'm standing on the edge of like a cold lake. That's going to be, and it's a really hot day. And so it's going to be super refreshing but I don't want to jump into this lake because I know it's going to be freezing cold, even though I know it's going to be super refreshing. Yeah. I, I feel like that is kind of how social media is for me, no matter if it's like my author or my personal pages, because yeah. I'm just you so used to people kind of not letting me speak my mind Yeah. that I'm just kind of scared to because of the experiences that I've had in real life with bullying being such a part of my childhood that I just, strangers scare me. Oh, and absolutely. it's so strange because you and I were once strangers and now we're basically talking all the time. I know, it's so weird. Like, I don't even remember when I first interacted with you. There's a yeah, couple of people don't. I remember first interacting with them, but you just like appeared and like you were all of a sudden like in my life. <laughs> I love that. And now we're just so ingrained. We're like, hey, how was your day? It's like, yeah. oh, 
which part <laughs> like yeah. you you know about some parts but like what are the parts that I haven't told you exactly and so for me like the fact I literally I talk about this in other podcast episodes but I didn't get on social social media until I was like I want to say 18 when I first got Tumblr that's crazy and yeah no because a lot of the people that I met on Tumblr they were like oh I've had this account since I was like 14 and I'm 18 now and I'm like thinking back to when I was 14 and I'm like I could not have handled social media at that age like no thank you at 14 I was on Wattpad so (laughs) I feel like every like female identifying author no matter like yeah every female identifying author at some point has had like the quote-unquote Wattpad phase oh yeah it was not good I mean like to be fair I'm sitting here like about to out myself (laughs) because I still actually like read Wattpad stories okay well I'm not gonna judge you for that because some of them actually hit no that's what I mean like the the ones that I have read are absolute gems and I love them to death and one of my I guess other close author friends I have met through Wattpad really just because yeah just because like she like you is very present in her I guess author writing life I don't know how what else to call it like author writing life author writing life new term there it is I just put it out there we have author writing lives now on social media absolutely and I know people are being like oh my gosh like Cassie still reads on Wattpad that's absolutely disgusting but I'm like how many of you still secretly we don't read on Wattpad like actually seriously I I switched over to AO3 I I'm a little bit too innocent for AO3 as I say as I read like Wattpad and some of the stories some of the synopses that I've read I'm like yeah I'm gonna steer away from that oh yeah Luckily, but, the good thing about AO3 is the tags like they they'll straight up tell you what's in it I, I know like I actually have an AO3 account where I, I have a fic that I haven't touched in a very very long time really okay yeah. what's the like what's the fandom I know this is gonna get like a lot of people angry <laughs> oh no yes because it's actually Harry Potter and okay I know that's why I'm saying like it could get a lot of people angry but what's the ship there's no ship oh there's no ship okay I am I do know who you are I don't know why I asked that that, I think that's why I was mainly surprised because I was like I don't see Cassie like going out there writing like like Draco and Hermione fan fiction like (laughs) I am like the last person you would expect to write something like you are and so it's essentially me writing Harry Potter in Draco's perspective oh okay 
this being like because to me she definitely deserved to be like more well-rounded than he was oh absolutely and so I'm like I'm gonna give this kid a redemption because what the author did to him Mm -hmm. he didn't deserve any of that no I think that's kind of the funny thing about being a writer is that you stumble upon stories that like a lot of people love but you're just kind of like I could have done this better yeah and like Harry Potter is definitely one of those like it's an amazing story but there are so many aspects that aren't great like the characters or relationships definitely could have been better mm-hmm. and the more you kind of grow as a writer and a reader the more you're kind of like no, I remember when I was, like, 9, 10, reading, like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for the first time, thinking, like, yeah. oh, my God, this is the best piece of literature ever. I love it. Yeah. Like, there are no plot holes. There are no, like, the characters are perfectly well written. And I'm sitting here now at 20 years old going, oh, yeah, I could definitely flush these characters out a lot better. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't say this to, like, dissuade the fact that the author put a lot of work into this series. Like, I know that. It's just for me personally, because I am a writer and because I also read and write quite a bit, like, I'm learning how I want my characters flushed out. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, I could potentially do it better. maybe better is the wrong word but like just like do it in your own way yeah like here's how I would have done it exactly uh, like obviously you're gonna think that way is better but some people aren't so exactly and that's okay yeah it's more of just seeing things and you're like well here's how I would have done it but that's also kind of annoying too when you're reading something and you start thinking that and you're like, no, shut up. You're just trying to write. Right. It's you're like, you put so much work into this. Yeah. But also, like, them. this is how I they did it. Vibe. Like, I love the book, but like this particular part, I don't vibe it. Like, you're like rewriting a sentence in your head and you're just like, no, stop. Right. It's like, you're like, oh, I think this should happen. And you just look at the next sentence on the page and it's completely different from the one you've written in your head and you're like okay you're like dang it how do I stop I mean once you start writing I don't think you can stop no definitely not and you know some person's gonna do this to your book too one day and you're just like well circle of life exactly I feel like when you start out as a reader and you go deeper and deeper into the writing pipeline as Mm -hmm. I'm now calling it Oh, especially on social media, you're like, oh, this book. Okay. I really, really like this book. You read the book and you're like, okay, I can see how much work the author put into this because of how much I'm putting into my own book. I mean, you're writing a series. Yeah. Seven, eight years now, you said, yeah? Yeah. It's for you. I'm proud of you. You're sticking with it. I am I'm mainly forcing myself to because I I owe it to myself at this point to finish it what do you mean you owe it to yourself like I've just been working on it for so long like I'm not just gonna throw it out the window I have a such a love-hate relationship with it too but 
I've been working on it for so long. I came up with the idea when I was in sixth grade. And so I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. That little girl wanted me to publish this book. And so I'm going to publish this book one day. And Or that little girl who didn't know what life was going to throw. Oh. I Poor young Mads. Authors on Twitter do that. They're like, this is the book that I needed when I started to write. I love that. And that's how I tell people to keep writing too. Because I'm just like, some, like... There's some little kid out there right now who needs exactly what you're writing. So you just don't know it yet. And so you keep writing for that child. You don't know what the child is yet. They might not even be born yet. But it's going to happen. Yeah. Like somebody needs your story. So keep writing it. I hope my book introduces someone to their love of the found family trope. I'm realizing now that like dystopia is a whole genre where you can just spew BS and nobody's going to blink an eye because you've labeled it as dystopia. And I'm like, why aren't people utilizing this genre more? Exactly. Is there anything in my book that is of sound science? Absolutely not. Exactly. But is it? But is it still happening? Yeah. I'm I'm going with it. And is it dystopia? Like, so it's okay. Plot. Yes. <laughs> like, like some scientist is gonna pick it up and be like, no. It's like that's not right. Oh wow. I might, I might be that scientist in like five years when I read the book and I'm like, Matt, what you're like this is so wrong and I'm like I don't care it works no like what what science is in your book that's not sound because now I'm curious um I think the whole like radiation giving people superpowers first off very well used Uh, honestly that itself is probably a trope oh yeah does it make sense no right Um, I think my main girl's mom dies because she grew up in radiation and moved away from it okay but it was still so ingrained in her that it just kind of gave up from the inside pretty much and then they blow up a oven that's actually i literally made this up too and i was like i'm sure if you cross some wires in an oven it would no it was definitely by the way disclaimer for anybody listening don't do that Please, yeah, don't, please don't. 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 don't do anything my characters do, actually. It would be a horrible idea. They're all stupid. <laughs> You're writing them. Oh, so. I know. I get mad at them. If I was, like, in any of their position, I would just not. I'd be like, no, I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we put our, like, writers and authors out there. We put our characters through so much. So like, And... I think I've told you like a long time ago that like I don't have control over my characters anymore. My characters oh. are just gonna do what they're gonna do. I don't either. I was writing one time back when I was still writing it and not editing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like writing and I'm just like, oh, I guess this is how he is now. I'm just like writing this scene with this character. I was mm-hmm. like, this was not what I planned for him. Exactly. But he just, like, started spewing sarcasm. And I'm just like, okay, well. Yeah, no, I definitely have had, like, kind of that quote-unquote personality change in mine 
but the thing is it's a bit more intentional because I want her to go through an, a mental and emotional character arc because it's pivotal to the plot that she does yeah but I'm over here going like I think I dm'd one of my twitter writing friends and I was like there's a school in this now I'm like when did this happen no I totally get that and how it happened I created a whole underground society in my book and I was like well this makes sense yeah no the thing is that's the thing it makes absolute sense to have a school an academy where I put it and now I'm over here going now I have to make up rules and teachers and I'm like how much can I get away with where I just don't do it and focus on the story instead no for real no I and that's like the funny thing about writing is that like you can plan as much as you want but you're going to be writing and something's going to pop up and you're going to be like, well. The amount of comments in my Google Doc where I'm shouting at characters in all caps, in bold. I love that. I, I, I don't think, I, I have, sorry, I'm glitching. I think I have about two I have two people that I met on Twitter that have read my book start to finish and it's really entertaining to look at their comments no as soon as I finish the book because I'm halfway done and I'm so excited to basically kindly shove it in your face and say look at this baby look at what I did I'm so proud of myself and my sophomore year roommate they actually love to read as well. So I'm just going to text them the link and be like, sorry, your graduation present is like five months late. But book. Exactly. It's like you get to read this creation that I've been creating for okay. about almost. Yeah, no, it's been a little bit more than a year. Okay. And I've just been going full force. And I know there was a time where I was like, I disappeared off of social media like multiple times since you and I have known each other. And I've been very transparent with my Twitter followers about that because I'm like, nobody else is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it should be, which is why this conversation is happening. It just so happens that we're basically having a conversation about books while we're recording. Yeah. About like social media and stuff. For sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I felt so bad when I found out like all this stuff that you kind of like faced on social media. So I'm just like, I I never went through any, like I never faced any of that. Yeah, no, but I have a feeling that there are other people who have gone through the exact same oh, thing absolutely. as me. And so I just want to talk to you specifically right now. None of what happened was your fault. Like no, there, was, yeah. there was literally nothing could do because you got sucked up into it and it's very easy like Mads and I have had this conversation how many times it's basically like a broken record for the two of us so easy to get roped up into that and when you come out of the toxicity that you were in like I remember every single time that happened to me I just bawled 
for like yeah. two and a half hours. And I told you this, like I literally like would end things and I would just cry and I would just bawl for two hours because I felt so bad and I thought it was my fault. It's not, it's really not. They took advantage of you. And I'm getting emotional about this because like this is stuff is very real. And so many people have gone through this and I'm just like, this needs to be talked about more, which is again why we're talking about it. Yeah. Even within like the book Twitter community and the writing Twitter community, like that's kind of why I'm not active in book Twitter anymore. Because yeah. like not to shame the community, but also like from the outside looking in what I went through, like January 2022 to March 2023 I wouldn't wish that on anybody yeah I, I really would not and so I'm so lucky Mads has the people that she does in her life on book Twitter like you have really did hit the jackpot you really did he did I got the good people yeah and so I think now that I'm thinking about it one of the first conversations that we did have that was like this heart to heart that we have pretty much all the time now is like me saying, how are you so comfortable on social media? Like I, I could never. And then I just kind of spilled my guts after that because <laughs> I was like, you were like, I don't know, I just do. Yeah. And then I just felt comfortable enough to kind of spill my guts of what happened. And you were like, nobody should go through. Really, nobody yeah. should. Yeah, I, you definitely need to be careful with who you're interacting and just like what kind of you say on social media because it can really blow up in your face so easily and it can really turn against you but also like, there are people like me out there who just walk into these situations because yeah. I thought that these situations were going to be okay and I was going to be great and it turned out to not be and yeah. by the way just for people listening it has nothing to do with a guy or a relationship or anything like that it's just purely platonic interactions just mm -hmm. so people are aware and they're not worried about me it's it was purely platonic friendships okay now that that is out there we can continue <laughs> i just realized like as i was describing it like how it must have sounded and it yeah. might sound and i'm like i need to tell people like this was all platonic stuff yeah absolutely no, because thanks. i know that there are predators out there oh yeah do the stuff that i went through in those quote-unquote platonic friendships yeah and just do it because that's how they grew up and i think i didn't catch that because in real life i have been manipulated and i have been kind of coerced I know that manipulation and coerce are like synonyms, but also like they're very different for people who have gone through like both manipulation and coercion. It's yeah. very different. And I guess I brought that for some reason, I still have like that sense of joy in my life. Like I can still trust people. Yeah. And from the experiences that I've described to you, you're like, girl, how can you trust anybody? Like, this has happened so many times. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just have this sense of, like, 
everything is some sunshine and rainbows until it's not. And you've had literally the exact opposite experience that I have had on social media. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and it's it's really hard. And there definitely are people out there who aren't safe. And I, I remember the first time, the first person I really started like DMing and like becoming really close to on Twitter was Alyssa. And I remember one day she was like doing a FaceTime. And I was like, what if like she's a creepy old man? Yeah, like, oh like, my gosh, have I been catfished? Like, we've been talking like, about so much and we literally. Into you. Oh, like, you weren't catfished by Alyssa, were you? No, no. And I had to like, t- I had to convince myself that it was going to be okay because I was like, we literally described each other, like our own books to each other in great detail. Mm-hmm. And like, we were talking for months. And I was like, somebody who's like like a predator or something isn't going to go through that much effort and like create an entire plot line of a book right? Just to talk to you. So I was like... Potentially, they could. Like, it's, I mean, it's a very real possibility. I'm just glad really it was not. I'm glad it was not. No, yeah. And so you definitely have to be very careful about who you talk to. But I feel like the more you talk to somebody, the more, like, you get vibes. Oh, yeah. You get vibes. And you're, like, eventually you kind of have to – eventually you kind of realize on your own without even, like, consciously thinking about it that, okay, this person's pretty safe. Yeah. Sometimes it turns turns against you, but – I remember there was one person that I interacted with from the time that I started on book Twitter to when I got out of it in March, 2023. And I didn't realize this at first, but this person, I'm not gonna say their name. I'm not gonna say anything just because like, this is just, even though they did something horrible to me and my mental health, I still wanna respect them as a person. Yeah. And so, we got to talking like this person has my phone number out there. WhatsApp. They live in England, as far as I can tell from the WhatsApp thing. And we were pretty much talking. But the thing was, it wasn't like how you and I talk where we just text each other randomly. Yeah. It was more of me reaching out to this person and being like, hi, how are you? And then you'd be like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you in such a long time. How are you? And I'm sitting over here going, okay, that's a little weird that she would kind of contact me. And I think I've told you about this interaction, but maybe not in this much detail. Yeah. Maybe I haven't. I don't, I don't know. If the story unfolds, maybe you'll be like, oh, I've heard about that. Or maybe I, I haven't. And this is the yeah. first time I'm really talking about this experience. But I didn't realize this. Like, you, we were probably like you and how you and Alyssa are now where you're like talking all the time I mean we never FaceTimed through WhatsApp it was always just text conversations and that in itself I should have been like okay there's something weird going on and that's on me I will agree that's on me and so eventually I was like I felt safe enough with this person, with her, 
that I basically spilled my guts about kind of how I went with you and be like, this is how my mental health is really going on. Mm-hmm. And she did not interact in the way that my in real life friends or you would have reacted, which is the first one was like, thank you for telling me this. I, and it's the same way that I interact with every time somebody says like, this is how my mental health is really going on and yeah. it's really heavy. I'm like, thank you for trusting me with this information. I really appreciate it. But she just didn't do that. She kind of went on a tangent and she was like, because I was like, hey, I feel like nobody's interacting with me and I don't have any friends on Twitter. And like, I don't have any close friends. I'm kind of feeling very alone. And she clapped back and she said, yeah, but I talk to you all the time. So you shouldn't feel like that. And I'm over, that was kind of the first, like this whole conversation happened within like, I think an hour or an hour and a half to two hours. And so I'm over here going, what did I do? I just kind of spilled my guts to you. And you were like, but I talked to you all the time. So that, that doesn't matter. Right. And I'm like, as soon as she said that, I looked through our text conversations and I was the one reaching out to her all the time. And as everybody knows, that's a red flag in a friendship. You don't want to be the only person reaching out. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe now it's time to be like, yeah, well, this, these are my feelings and I am going to own that. Yeah. Feelings are valid. Yeah. Everybody's feelings are valid. No, go ahead. And like, sometimes you do have a couple of people who interact with you regularly on Twitter but you still kind of get that feeling of, oh, I'm not interacting with that many people or as many people as I used to. Like, you can still have those people who you interact with, but that doesn't take away that feeling. Right. It's always going to be there, especially because you're interacting through a screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I are still interacting through a screen, but we're, like, talking to each other. Yeah. We're seeing each other. And so it's like, okay, this this is a person who I trust very, very much. Yeah. And so then I was just being like, I reached out and I was like in a very nice tone. I was like, I'm always reaching out to you. Like, I feel like I'm doing all of the work in this friendship. Yeah. And this girl was like, I don't remember what she said, but it just deteriorated real fast after that. And literally, as I was texting her, I still have the conversation in my phone because I'm like I need to talk to my therapist about this when I'm ready and I need that text conversation in order for me to do that and this person was like okay well if you think that I'm not good enough to be your friend then uh maybe I'm gonna be gone like out of your life forever and I think that's when I started to like actually ball because I'm like I don't know what I did wrong I really don't yeah, and and so I'm texting her as I'm sobbing my guts out, thinking like, oh my gosh, I ruined this friendship. It's my fault. And I'm over here like a year and almost a year and a half later being like, or not a year and a half, but like essentially being like, no, it was, it was 2021 to 2022. Sorry, my bad. Rewind. And so, yeah, a year after this happened, I was like, it wasn't my fault. 
like this person was just not mature enough to handle what I thought was safe yeah in that space yeah and maybe just like the friendship wasn't meant to be exactly that happens too and sometimes they just need to come to an end and the ending doesn't always go about it's not it's not always amicable no by any means definitely not and i'm sure you have had some friendships over the years whether they are on social media or in real life that have just ended with you sobbing and thinking you did everything wrong yeah and so i know so many of you listening have felt that at least one point in your life where you're like in any relationship whether it's familial or platonic or romantic that you were the problem and I know it's like oh my gosh a 20 year old and a 19 year old are telling us blah 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 but like I'm telling you now as somebody with very very personal experience with relationships like that and friendships like that it's not your fault they were playing you like a violin and they knew you were yeah and sometimes they they sometimes they don't even realize what they're doing either exactly especially since this girl was I think 16 or 15 and I was like 17 at the time so I was like oh like she's just 15 like I did something wrong like what did I do and then like I talked about this like my mom was literally like why are you crying like you're crying in the like front hallway of our house like why And so I just, again, like I spill my guts to you, that first time it all came pouring out. And she was like, she took a look at the conversation and I don't, I still don't know what she thinks about it to this very day. But I think that's when she was like, oh, the online world is scary. Yeah. Like I had never met this person. I had never done anything like that in my life. And I think that was actually the first person I gave like my personal number to at the time. So it kind of cuts a little deep that I trusted somebody like that. And it turns out I was not as emotionally and mentally safe as I thought I was. Yeah. And so I I guess disclaimer is like, I'm not doing this to bash the person. Like I've moved on. She has probably moved on. But just know that if you have done something like that, that I'm describing with what happened with my less than amicable parting, where you were the person going like, oh my gosh, I talk to you all the time. Like, why do you feel this way? Like, the way that you were feeling at the time is completely valid. And I understand that completely. However, maybe you weren't mature enough think about like other people and I know that's very selfish of me to think that way but that's just kind of like people mature as they age yeah and no matter if it's on social media or in real life the person who bullied you for an entire school year can come around two years later and apologize to one of your best friends because you moved away yeah I'm saying this because it literally happened to me. (laughs) Like one of my very, very best friends, I love them to absolute death. 
they saved my sixth grade butt, like honestly, because of the bullying that I went through. And I think that's why I didn't get on social media because I was like, if people can be this mean in real life, what are they going to be like behind a screen where they don't know who I am and they don't know? And so actually, let's turn this around to some of your like very positive experiences. Yeah, no, we definitely have experienced so different things. Like the first person I gave my number to on social media was Alyssa. And we don't talk like every day, but we still talk and we still keep in touch. And we've been friends for about two years. Mm -hmm. And we met on Twitter. And... I and then you have my number and you guys are the only two people who have my number. Okay, got you. So like, I really I don't give it out. Like mm-hmm. I will give Snapchat. Actually, only one person on Twitter has my Snapchat and that's Elsa. And she doesn't have my number cuz she lives far away and that's expensive. Right. But I typically stick to like Twitter and Instagram. And only when I've been talking to them for a really long time will I start giving out, like, my personal stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely saved me, too, from a lot of stuff. And, like, the first time you do, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. It can turn out like you with Alyssa. And it can turn out like me with this less than amicable parting that I'm still very, like, it was traumatic for me. Yeah. Like, it can really go either way. And so... Yeah, I don't really, and sometimes you don't really have a say in how it goes. Exactly. You but... just kind of have to trust the process and see. Yeah, yeah. But I've had, I've, let me see, I, I keep glitching. I keep glitching. But you're good. Don't worry about it. But I think that not everybody I was first talking to on Twitter I'm some of them I don't even follow anymore and like we used to be close and we used to be in like group chats and stuff Mm -hmm. but sometimes you're on social media and somebody goes on hiatus or deletes it or just kind of like moves on and you kind of just have to move on too like I think holding on to it is probably just gonna make some things worse Mm -hmm. and so Alyssa there's a couple of other ones that are like my original friends on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But this is the main one that I still talk to. And so sometimes you kind of just have to go with the flow. Yeah, I definitely have limited the amount of people on social media who have my personal stuff. Yeah. And I actually, after that interaction, I didn't give out my number until I knew the person like a year literally that's probably smart honestly I think that's a good rule to follow is like don't give out your personal stuff until you've known them a year and you can vet them yeah and like maybe not a year but just until you're like fully comfortable with them and you like don't really have any worries about it because it definitely is dangerous to give out any personal info and yeah yeah, you just have to play safe yeah Yeah, I am thinking about two people who are listening to this podcast and I'm like, Cassie gave us her personal stuff, like, and we have only known each other for, like, a few months or six months at that time, and I was like, because I felt comfortable with you guys, like, I love you. 
Yeah. You're great. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely have to play it safe, but sometimes it's worth it. I think I've I've had so many interactions on people with people on Twitter and I'm just like, it's so worth it. Like worth the risk. Uh, I have definitely and I know we've talked about this. Like I'm at a space in my life where I feel healthy on all fronts. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with myself because this has never happened to me before where I am emotionally, mentally, and physically healthy. Like it's never yeah. been all three. And so I'm sitting here going like, what do I do with myself? And I know we've had this conversation before where I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. And so like, Kathy, you did it. <laughs> like you're having healthy relationships and that's wild. And I'm happy for you. And I'm like, I'm happy for me too, but I don't know how to react to all of this. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird sometimes when you're like, I'm at a really good place. And you're like, well, just keep going along. Yeah. And, and even yeah. if you're not in a very good place right now, and you feel as alone as I did when I was January 2020 one to March 2022 yeah. like, you will find your people yeah it takes a while and sometimes you find them right off the bat and sometimes you're still trying to find them like I'm still like every day I meet somebody new on Twitter yeah and like mm -hmm. now I have so many people I just like regularly dm and like they just popped up randomly and like sometimes that happens so you just kind of have to be patient and just stay if you, like, get bad vibes from somebody, then just stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you feel off about this person in any way, yeah, just if you feel comfortable enough being like, hey, I don't want to interact with you anymore because re insert reason here. But I know that's extraordinarily hard to do. Yeah. And if you can do that, I admire you so much because I would just be like, yeah, I'm going to block this person. Yeah, I'm not a confrontational person. No, I'm really not either. And that's why, like, but now I think I'm starting to become so confrontational with people in real life because of the bullying oh, experience yeah. that I had yeah. in sixth grade and this person telling me, you need to stand up for yourself this is what's happening to you is not okay yeah like they need to stop and you need to tell them to stop and so I was given a lesson in how to stand up to people when I was 11 and not many people have the person that I have in my life right now Thanks. I mean we've been friends for oh my gosh nine years <laughs> we've been friends for nine years that's longer than any friendship I've ever had, so I applaud you. And like you and Alyssa, we don't talk to each other every day. And I don't want people to feel like if they have a friendship where they talk, where you guys talk every day and FaceTime every day and do all that, like your friendship is valid. Mm -hmm. it, oh, it is. And it's not weird at all to do that. I'm so happy you have found that person or that those people who you can do that with. Yeah. Because absolutely. that's very rare yeah. to be able to find that. And sometimes you do have that person you talk to every day. Because I, I also have that person that I, like, talk to nonstop. But I also have those people that, like, 
we don't have to talk every day, but the second we start talking again, it's like nothing changed. Like not that's not like anything did change, but like we just pick up right where we left off, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's like we haven't just not talked in a couple of weeks or a couple months. Like Right. And then there's me where I'm like, I feel like after this podcast recording, I'm gonna reach out to one of my friends who I haven't talked to, I think, in over a year. Because I'm like I still have her on Instagram yeah. and I still follow her, but I'm like, I feel like it's so hard once you reach like the quote unquote adult stage where you and I are at, where we're like in college, because after high school, you can go so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. Like my best friend in the place that I live now he got me through high school. Like, he really did. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, you're dating this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> no. So if you have a guy best friend, like I have, it's valid. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Because guy friendships are some of the wackiest, weirdest, most wholesome, inappropriate things in the entire world like I would not trade my guy friends for anything I love my guy friends and even if yeah they're a little crude and inappropriate it's weird my guy friends just weird okay that's because they're and I'm like one of oh my gosh I can't believe I haven't sent guy that I've been friends with since I was 12 who's one of my best friends now this podcast and I'm about to send this to him after this recording and what I find really funny mm-hmm. it's like I feel like you've had some amazing in real life friendships and you like still have like a lot of in real life friendships and so like it's like you've had better in real life experiences with friends and I've had better experiences online with them because my like real life experience with friends is absolutely horrendous and like even like I have just so many friends like even I was best friends with one up until this last year I think I remember you telling me kind of a little bit about that yeah and now everybody like even my therapist is like yeah I hate her (laughs) like she's not a good person to you yeah no I remember like saying sort of those exact words to you was like my first was shock after what you told me because I'm like I've gone through something like that too and it's not fun no absolutely not not. so I've really taken like I've this is why like my online friends are just like so important to me because I'm like you guys are just amazing like I love so many of them and they're so much better than people that I've been friends with in real life and so it's just funny how like you've had like all these amazing in real life friends but like horrible online experiences we're literally opposites even in this the opposite (laughs) we're pretty much opposites and yet we get along so well and it's it's horrifying like in a (laughs) you know what I mean it's so fun Because, like, I can sit here until I'm, like, blue in the face talking about 
all of my amazing IRL friends and you can sit there and you're blue in the face talking about all of your amazing online friendships. Yeah, I can list them. Like, I love them. Yeah. And the fact that <laughs> the guy friend that I'm about to send this podcast to, like, his college friends know who I am. So, like, I would, I remember he was about to pass through before he had car trouble. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Before he had car trouble, he was going from where he lived now back to California. Yeah. Or where he goes to college now, back to California. And so he called me up and he was like, hey, you live in a place where we're going to pass through, kind of like you did. Yeah. It's convenient for so many people. And you're, you were kind of at a convenient spot to pass through, too. No. So many people pass through. So strange that I live in a place where people just randomly pass through. It's like, oh, how are you? Okay, I'm in town. Exactly. And he was being like, hey, send me and my friend who are driving back to California, like a stop by for just like a night to sleep over. And I was like, I'm not gonna be there and he was like dang it but then like I was calling my parents and then I was calling him so it was a lot of back and forth yeah and I think the last time that I called him he was working on his car that he bought this past year with his friends and so one of them said my name and I was like you told them about I'm so flattered but also, you don't know my name. We've been friends for like eight years and you still don't know how to pronounce my name. And yeah. this guy was so quick to say, no, 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 no. I know how to pronounce your name. Like, it's fine. But I'm like, the type of friendship that we have is basically kind of like an online friendship at this point. I love that. We're only friends for, I think, like four months in real life before I moved away. And the fact that I can call this guy one of my best friends is kind of like you and Alyssa where you know you guys don't talk every day when you talk I don't know it's more of like a brother relationship brother and sister relationship between him and I instead of more of and you guys probably have like a very sisterly bond oh yeah but I'm just marveling at the fact that like my friends know who he is no matter if they're like online going into potentially in real life or if they're in real life and so the fact that I have had horrible experiences with in real life friends like don't get me wrong everybody has had those experiences but the fact that I have had so many good in real life friendships is kind of why I'm staying like I want to do like in real life interactions I want to do all of that yeah and I guess kind of why like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I want to run far, far away from social media just because like in real life is my safe space. Just like online might be yours and both are valid. Both are okay. Absolutely. It's just crazy how it works out for some people. And yeah. another funny thing is, cause I don't know if people know, but Cassie's not your real name. No, it's not. And Mads isn't my real name either, which I mean, that one's kind of an obvious one because that one's kind of a nickname, but, like, there's even the people who know my name, though, always call me Mads. 
I'm and you are, you know my real name. You're staring. Yeah. You've been staring at it for however long we've been recording this podcast. I chose Clay Cassie. Exactly. And the fact that we can just simultaneously just agree without telling each other, okay, no real names. Yeah. No real names. Because sometimes like that's just like that's how you got to know them. And mm-hmm. so that's just kind of how you continue to know them. Exactly. And even with the people who I have online who do have, you know, my number and my personal Instagrams, they still call me Cassie or Cass or nobody calls me Cassidy. <laughs> I don't even call myself Cassidy. Because, like, it just seems so formal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cassie's cute. It is. That's it definitely matches name. my vibe, I feel like. It does. It matches your vibe more than your real name. <laughs> no, actually, it does. My real name is so pretentiously English. Not lying. You're not. <laughs> That's the problem. That's, yeah. Asian American. Like, I'm just outing myself here. Like, I'm Asian American. And I'm also outing that I'm adopted because people are like, you're Asian American, but your name is so, like, pretentiously, like, English royalty, basically, or like an English peasant in, like, the 1700s or 1600s or something like that. No, I think my name is not, it's like a pretentious English name, but it's like a pretentious English peasant name, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. My name's a nickname. But I made a nickname for the nickname of my name, so. So nobody actually knows your real full name unless it's on a school roster or your parents or your family. Actually, my my first name, that's my full name. Oh, really? Yeah. No joke? No joke. I don't know why I thought that was a nickname. <laughs> because everybody always, because my it's a nickname. It's legitimately a nickname. No, I know. That's why I was like, now you're like, that's your real name. I'm like, the surprise in my voice that you hear is yeah. absolutely genuine. Yeah, because everybody. Oh, there's cat. Hi, cat. <laughs> <laughs> if this cuts out, I'm blaming your cat. You guys do not see this, but this cat has completely monopolized the screen. I'm not she, even kidding. She does that to me so much. There's her tail. She does when I'm filming too. Um. <laughs> But everybody, everybody always always lengthens my name, like ever growing up, mm-hmm. and still do. And like I even have a mom at my job who calls me, like a different name. And I'm just like, well, yeah, it is. it's something you get used to. And so when I created, like when I got when I got on book Twitter, I was like, well, I guess I'll just shorten my name even shorten my shorten name. The name even more. Because I'm like, the way that your name is spelled, like, Mm -hmm. it seems like a nickname for something else. And so I automatically assumed, I'm like, okay, it's a nickname. And you're over here going, no, 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 it's not. not. Uh, It makes me quite unique. Everybody's like, oh, what's it short for? And I'm like, it's not. This is my name. And the shock is probably, like, very real, like mine was. It's like, no way. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, my it's, yeah no and then there's my name over here being like you expect somebody so like white and then I'm not <laughs> like but that's what you get for being adopted yeah that's fair and I also find it funny how your like screen like your 
your real name and your pen name are not connected in any way whatsoever. Maybe I should actually reveal how I come how I came up with my pen name. Oh yeah. How did you I don't think I've ever like actually revealed I know I've revealed it to some people. Maybe this is like, oh my gosh, the big reveal. And so Cassidy is from actually one of the characters in the Mother Daughter Book Club by Heather Vogel Frederick. Okay. Like not many people have heard about it. Yeah. And so I'm over here going, this is a very special, small fandom that I'm in. Like, I have not met a single person, either in real life or online, who has read this series. Yeah. But this series absolutely raised me from sixth grade until, like, for, yeah, no, it was 12 until 18 when the last book came out. And so... I took this Cassidy Sloan person. Your cat really is monopolizing this whatever device you're on right now. Holy cow. Continue. Ignore her. Holy cat. And so essentially I was like, okay, I'm going to take this fiery person who I wish I was in real life. I'm going to borrow her first name. I love that. Because I'm like, that's kind of who I want to embody online. It's like this person who is basically her. And then I took Jackson from everybody's favorite (laughs) character who has the last name Jackson, who if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm very, very in this fandom. Like, you know, I retweet, I post, I do a whole lot. It's basically like, what is the ship name that you've used? Jagulas. That's how I pronounce it. I don't. No. I don't know what else to call it. No, it's Jagulas. Yeah, I love. That's how it's spelled. So I'm like, okay, but it's basically like Percy Jackson is like how Jagulas is to you. Like, legitimately, I will defend this poor child. Because, like, I think it's stuff he did at 12. I can't even do now, and I'm 20. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's insane. And um, so I've taken Cassidy Sloan, knocked off the last name, took it as my first name, and then knocked off Perseus's first name. Sorry, Perseus. Love you. I just need to borrow your last name. Just for a little bit. <laughs> you know something I just realized? Hmm? Your pen name has this has the initials of your real name but reverse. Somebody noticed. <laughs> like, I'm just like I'm like looking down at the screen and I'm like, wait, hold on. You noticed the fact that that was not intentional though. I love that you're just that like really was not intentional, and I'm not even kidding because. Like, I know what my first name initial is, and I know what my last name initial is. (laughs) Liked both of those names, so I kind of borrowed them. I love that. Uh, Part of me wishes that I chose just a completely different name for mine, but I found so attached to Mads. Mm -hmm. I think it's just so cute and special that I'm like... No, it fits you. Yeah. Speaking of which, that name actually fits you better than your actual name. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even gonna lie. More people online know me by Mads than 
my in real life people know me by my real name because I probably know more people online than I do in real life let's be real here and then there's me like the exact opposite I was not kidding when I said Mads and I were opposite like in almost every single way possible and it's so fun it's so entertaining no it really is because the stories that we tell each other (laughs) oh yeah like I know that like I was like oh yeah I went to like a party last night and you're just like what yeah I'm, I'm over here going a, a, a party a party like yeah I was like I remember like this exact conversation that you're referring to yeah I was like oh yeah I went to a party and you're just like girl I've never done that before right no I'm like okay what is the most innocent character that you can think of just off the top of your head oh what no, character reminds what I'm no, sorry. I can't do this. <laughs> no, because I'm just trying to like. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not like you, but like maybe think about it for a little bit as I kind yeah. of describe my personality to these people who don't know me in real life. So I don't party. I don't consume alcohol. I I go to hockey games because I go to school in New England. Mads knows. Mads knows exactly when my hockey hyperfixation started. I love hockey. I've been obsessed with hockey forever, man. Wouldn't it be so hilarious if both of us just decided one day on social media, instead of being like on book Twitter or on regular Twitter, we just switched to hockey Twitter? You know what's happening? It's like everybody with F1 right now. I know. And then there's the two of us with like hockey. And like they're like, oh, for the ho- like hockey romance, and I'm like, no, I just like watching hockey for oh, the heck of it. Like the college ones, I wish your school had a college hockey team. I wish ours did too. We don't even have like a rink in town. It is so wild, and especially somebody who's like new to the sport. Yeah, I, and I tell people on social media. Like, my pinned tweet on Twitter is literally, like, two ongoing projects with vague summaries. Mm-hmm. And they're literally, like, vague summaries as in one sentence. Yeah. But it's, like, a haunted hockey work in progress. Because, I, again... I was so excited when you are like, I'm going to write a hockey book. And I was like... No, the thing was... The thing was... I didn't realize this at first. And my mom actually pointed this out. She's like, everybody's going to assume you're writing a hockey romance. Like, everybody's going to assume you're writing a hockey romance. For those of you who don't know, Cassie doesn't write romance. Oh, I'm struggling to know that. Cassie's not not a romance author. No. You picture me writing romance. About that. No, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the vibe. No, it really doesn't. It's like, I read hockey romances because i'm like i just stumbled upon it one day i have like, yet to read a hockey romance okay disclaimer for you mads some of them are horrible oh yeah obviously but i can actually recommend one that is not painful to read okay. i could text you afterwards yeah about yeah, it yeah. but like they're not the thing for me and like romance is that everybody on social media is like talking about ships and being like blah blah blah. I am one of those people. Yeah. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> I love you for it. Love my ships. Exactly. But for me, like, I have ships, but all of them are either canon or completely platonic. Like, yeah. there is no chance that you are getting me to write a romance book because that is just not me no yeah as a person yeah no i i don't think i'll ever write like a strictly romance book but all my books have romance in them just like as a little tiny subplot in there that people are gonna hyperfixate on oh they better because i hyperfixate <laughs> on them especially one specific couple in my book like I shouting them out them. without actually shouting them out. Um, actually, it's hard. To, the so my main girl mm-hmm. and one of the guys in like the little group of seven, uh-huh. not her best friend, but one of the other ones because there's only three guys. But mm-hmm. they, they, them. I love, okay. them, and I want everybody to be obsessed with them. But I'm not. I don't want to reveal them. Like, I don't want to reveal who they are. Exactly. Because, like, I want people to start, like, shipping it on their own. No, and the fact that there's me who is not writing a romance, but, like, and all of the relationships are going to be, like, completely platonic. Yeah. But I'm just over here as soon as I, like, send this out to beta readers, hopefully, before August, where I they're like yeah spoiler alert okay. <laughs> hopefully by august you're gonna read the full book your face is like give me Nobody, this book i want beta readers to get like i want to start sending it out to beta readers by the end of the summer but at this rate i will not be <laughs> bad the fact that like i'm actively making sure that like I tell the readers through the story, like, you can have the ship if you want it. Like, go ahead. Actually, no. Sorry. I'm going to be the person who, like, tells everybody, like, no, I'm going to be the one person who actively ships these two people in your book and yell at you when they don't get together, even though I know full that they, like, it's not going to happen, but I'm going to fall in love with them. I'm going to be like, they deserve it. actually as soon as you said that i'm looking at these two people that i have in mind and i'm like you're gonna hate me you're gonna hate me so much no cassie no give me my romance i'm gonna love every single comment torture everybody that's my job (laughs) see this really annoying golden retriever author it's like online I know that. Am I a golden retriever author? Not quite. Dang. To be me in order to be like, because if I tweet right now, am I a golden retriever author? Okay, let's do it. I might actually do that right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Just waiting for the tweet to pop up and go, ah, I'm actually. Excited to see. What... I'm scared for a poll. I feel like a poll would. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna hate love the choices that I put up here. <laughs> How long should I make the poll? 
<laughs> um, I always just do default one day. One day, all right. This is fun. I love this. I'm waiting for your notification to come in saying, Cassie tweeted. You had my notifications on. I've had your notifications on forever, man. Oh my gosh. In fact, when you started tweeting again, like when you got back on Twitter, I was like so shocked because I got the notification. And it's been so long since I got a notification for you being back online. And I was like, what? Yeah, like my announcement, I am back. Yeah. Just like, what? I, I have, okay. I have my notifications on for Elsa. Mm-hmm. So, um, Alyssa. Alyssa's been my... I've had her notifications on since about, like, the first month I met her. Um, so, Lair, which is Darling... Yes, darling, love her to death. Yeah, Darling Manila on Twitter. This might be... out. I don't... They don't know I have their notifications oh, on. So you're adding adding yourself here, too. I am adding myself here. I have... Penguin Teens notifications on the publishing company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like their announcements and giveaways and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe I have... I should have Alex's. I don't think she's tweeted in a while. Oh, yeah, there she is. I do have Alex's, um, who's, um, like, Alexa Dianria. I I butchered the name. Or who's just Alex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I butchered her name. Way, that name um, is extraordinarily hard to pronounce. It's, yeah, and sh- I hope she's not listening to this and judging me. Alex, if you're listening, I adore you. And I have your notifications on. But I cannot pronounce the last name. It's like... Dayanira. Is it Dayanira? So excited. She's listening. She's going to be like, what the heck? So the choices. Oh no. The choices of the poll. Oh, oh, I see it. Okay. <laughs> Ready to have fun with this. <laughs> the temptation to click on your fish is so strong right now. Like losing our minds as people have no idea why I tweeted this. The fact and that episode comes out and they're like oh that's why that makes sense like where did this come from why fish obviously that is there because Mads has a cat and it's the exact yeah. opposite of a dog i also have a dog but he hates me so i'm not talking about him this dog is such a mood that dog drives me insane oh my gosh obviously you're a fish oh thank you i appreciate it you're awesome Nobody, I don't even know why I said fish. I was gonna be like, you're fishy. And then I was like, that doesn't fit with the vibe of the poll. Yeah. Are you gonna hate me if I say I have three votes already? Actually. Yeah. (laughs) What can I say? I've been I've been very active today, so I have been at work, but I've also been very active today. No, I have one vote. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Okay. <laughs> or like Matt is interacting with Cassie. Like that's not a surprise. But like, how is Cassie a fish? <laughs> Give me one good reason why Cassie is a fish. Makes sense. Glub glub. <laughs> you actually have 
I have okay, five votes now. Slaying. I'm. You have more followers. I. So, ha- and therefore, obviously, people are going to be more active on yours. That's true. I have almost hit four thousand. Congratulations! That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I. It feels weird. Yeah. No. When I hit, I'm definitely probably going to see a spike in subscribers. I hope so. Or not subscribers, but like. Yeah, subscribers of the podcast, but also followers, because they're like, this person is real. Like, so many Gen Z people that I've interacted with on Twitter are only real in the DMs. Yeah. They're not real in the tweets. And I love how we were just losing our ever-loving minds, like, 10 seconds ago, and now we're completely serious. But that's just how we are. That's no, just <laughs> Sorry, I just saw that. I have to resist, and you know that. <laughs> this is now going to be an inside joke. It's going to be an We're just going to be calling each other fish now. Honestly, people are going to be like, the people who follow both of us and have both of our notifications on are going to be like, this is going on. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Are there people who follow both of us and have both of our notifications on? I did a poll of how many people had my notifications on, and it was really surprising how many people did. Now I'm actually curious. Are you going to put a poll out there? I might, actually. Actually, okay, let me try and find that tweet. I don't want to post it again. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, retweet so I can, like, see. Be like, this is for specifically one person only. Person is me. Okay, so like it's like 44% of 27 people have my notifications on. That's actually a lot. Which is a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. Because I know Elsa and Alyssa do. I do. Any what? I do. I figured, okay, I figured you did. <laughs> Anybody else? I'm like, oh. Right. Like three of those votes are three people who are like, yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, I feel special. It surprises me how, like, sometimes people will be like, oh my gosh, you're such a big account, like, you're, like, famous, and I'm just like, nah, man. And then I'm like, oh. What account do we know that's famous? I'm trying to think. I? The, The author, all of... Jake Kelly, I think, who has a book out that I can't afford to buy. And I'm so excited to buy that book. So if you are listening to this, and I think it was a Junker 7 or something like that is out today. Oh, I just saw the tweet, so Larry posted it today. Uh, yeah, Junker 7. I should follow them. Okay. They are absolutely amazing. I'm, I, I also that. have their notifications on, by the way, because they are, they are a piece of Okay. The amount of times that I am like sarcastic on this account, but like you also know I'm very sarcastic in real life. Yeah, <laughs> all of Jake what's all of Jake Kelly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. shout out to you. Yes, you are amazing. I just love how this Sorry, has turned into before. like, oh, we're talking about social media, but then it's like we're literally just having a conversation. We're just recording it. Yeah. It just happens when you record it. I figured this would happen. No, I knew this would happen. So I'm like, we're going to have, like, a direction. 
maybe insert a little bit of stuff. Yeah. But then people are going to be like, this is the most wholesome Twitter friendship ever. I hope, like, people, I hope people are entertained right now. Oh, please. If you are not entertained, have we bored you? <laughs> because I actually apologize. And sorry if this is not what you thought it was. Uh, we can go back to talking about social media if you want us to. I mean, technically we're talking about social media right we now. We are. We just happen to be scrolling on social media right now. Right. But can you forgive us? We're, we're Gen Z, okay? Yeah. And... Whole point. Exactly. Actually, the whole point of this podcast, and I know I sound like a broken record because I've said this in basically almost every single podcast since, like, episode two, but... Like, social media is such a huge presence with Gen Z, and the fact that the two of us have so vastly different experiences, I'm like, this conversation needed to happen. Yeah, yeah. It really did. Absolutely, and it's definitely an important one, too, because people, like, we're on two, like, opposite sides of the spectrum on this, too. Oh, yeah. And, like, with our experiences, so I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate to at least one of us. Is if you can relate to at least one of us or maybe both, we see you, we appreciate you, and even though we don't know you, we hope that you're enjoying one aspect of your life. You know? Because I know life throws curveballs. Oh, yeah. And life is gonna, like, me being like, I know there are so many authors out there, Gen Z or not, who are like, I need a break from Twitter. Like, I can't. But yeah, then, I'm like yeah. I'm like, you don't leave. You're just there. <laughs> I'm there all the time. And then there's me. Like, I think since we've started talking, I've left like twice. Yeah. And they've been months and they months. Have, they've been big gaps. I just, it's like sometimes you leave for months. And sometimes you're like me where you're just like, I'm exhausted. And like, I just can't scroll through twitter tonight like i can't catch up i just can't and that's okay too and taking like just logging off for the night and not talking anymore sometimes that's all you really need to do yeah the fact that i'm over here going like i don't know how much of an impact this is going to make on social media but i honestly don't want to make my own instagram page my own twitter page for this podcast because this is just I'm doing this for fun. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for fame. And you know this. Like, me, if if I got famous, you know I would run into a corner and cry. Like, you know that. (laughs) Yeah, guys, don't make Cassie famous. Watches, everybody's like, oh, just because of that, there's like a bunch of people who are now following you. I'm going to be like, (laughs) oh, yeah. I will still be hyping up the podcast on Twitter. Like, I'll make all my almost 4,000 followers watch it. Not watch it, listen to it. The amount of times I have said watch because it's Zoom. I know. I just keep saying, even when I tried my own podcast, I kept saying watch. And I'm just like, they. there's nothing to watch. Like, watch my voice inflection? Question mark. Watch the time go by while I talk. Like about the other things you could be doing while you're listening to me ramble on about books? Question mark. Oh yeah, it's 
uh, it always gets mixed up and now that i started a youtube channel i still get it mixed up and like watch listen whatever yeah honestly who knows though social media confuses me it that's confuses fair. me so much that's fair all right I, I don't think other generations realize that gen z is just as confused as you are gen z i've mastered it well you have you're one of the very very few I'm and kidding, i say I'm like confused. i love how you say i've mastered it and i agree with you when we both know that you have no idea i have no idea what i'm doing fun exactly. fact about me i have absolutely no idea what i'm doing i don't know how i got so many people to follow me i am just here vibing and yeah no i don't know how like 500 people care about me like i, I just don't understand it's crazy like four thousand five hundred for me that's like insane. Who like even yeah, like 500 seems like a lot like that's a lot of people i, don't like, I don't even know that many people in real life now i'm thinking do i know that many people I like no i have essentially interacted with that many people in real life in my 20 years of living do i know slash talk to 500 people no haven't you heard from like my experiences? I was not a popular girl in high school. People. I also was not a popular girl in high school. Like I got <laughs> through with very few friends. Most of my graduating class probably didn't know my name. And it's just very awkward. No, but, and then you go on social media and you can be this whole other person, but then it's the same personality. But like yeah. you can basically call yourself whatever the heck you want. Yeah. As long as it's within the guidelines of a username for it, app specific. Sorry. No, for real. Like, I know, like, I got a, like, in high school, nobody knew that I had this many followers on Twitter. And this is really fun. It's, like, really entertaining to be like, you have no idea that I just, I'm, No, I'm, you I'm, go I'm to high falling. school. And, like, in my case, it was I'm going to high school and I'm getting bullied. But then, like, if I had started on social media, like, earlier, I could have been like you, where I could be like, oh, my gosh, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And I know in your first video, in your Q&A, it was like, how do you interact with people on Twitter? Yeah. I know somebody asked me that, and I was like, am I a good person to ask this? Like, No, and you said that in your videos. Like, I don't think I'm the right person i don't think i'm qualified yeah i don't feel qualified but then i'm like i might be seen as qualified to answer how i'm like as long as with social media if you have the right amount of followers subscribers whatever you are quote-unquote qualified yeah apparently and to me that's so strange no for real that's worrying yeah, it really is. And so the only I'm thing a- people should trust what I say is my book recommendations. The only thing that should be on a shirt. The only thing people should trust that I say my book recommendations. Well, oh my, no, because one group of my in real life friends, like we have this inside joke about things we say that should be on t-shirts. I love that. And so, like, there are so many, like, put that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt. There are a lot of things that should be on shirts and a lot of things that shouldn't be on shirts. That should be on a shirt. 
sorry. Now that that's popped into my head, I'm like. Announcement. Cassie's making a t-shirt company. <laughs> Could you imagine? So fun. <laughs> the Etsy fun shop. the time. And might have the motivation, but that's about it. <laughs> See, that's the thing I don't have. And there's the thing. Opposite. <laughs> my motivation's so bad. I need to post on Instagram today. Am I? Probably not. You know what? Also, another thing with, like, posting consistently. People expect people to do that all the time. And they forget people have lives. Yeah. And people, I... like... Especially, like, with celebrities, ath- like, professional athletes. Like, I personally feel horrible for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because if I'm struggling this much and I'm basically invisible, I can't believe what they must go through. No, oh, absolutely. I know. Like, then when you don't post regularly, it's like, oh, I'm going to lose followers. Like, they're going to be disappointed. Like Right. Like, people are going to hate me. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then, don't you think, like, there have been books on Wattpad where it's like, oh, are you okay? Like, you've disappeared like, off no, the face of the earth. Far. Like, take your time, but also post. And I'm like, that's kind of insensitive. Dude, Wattpad authors and, like, AO3 authors, like, they'll be like, oh, hey, I got hit by a bus, but right. And you're just right. like, And what? then their comments are all like, or like, I'm sorry my post was a little late or like my update was a little late like I just got out of the hospital because I got hit by a like I know how we're, we're just hyper fixating on like getting hit by a bus <laughs> I was like oh I just got hit by a bus like three hours ago and I just got out of the hospital and everybody's don't like don't worry guys I posted it's impressive. there are they people like me who have like, dedication what Plus three hours ago, you were in the hospital, and I wish I had their dedication. Like I had no thing. Like I wish I had that. Cool, you. You're impressive. I wish, but and then there's me where I'm like, thing is, I would never. There are some stories that I would post on Wattpad, like a thousand or Ao3. There are original stories on Ao3. There are. Like, I would post them in a heartbeat because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to publish this. But yeah. the book that I'm working on right now has plastered somewhat sparingly all over my social media. I need to post more about mine. There are some people who are like, you're a writer? And I was like, I'm not known for this anymore. Like, I'm not. No, you're known for fam family, regulus, and the fact that you are always on Twitter. I am always on Twitter. I... Yeah, like found family is definitely my thing, and I wonder what I'm known for. Like, what, what do you know me for? If I post what I'm known for. They say James Potter, Jagulus, and found family. So, and now probably so. fourth wing. Fourth wing's probably going to be up there too now. Yeah. So I've been hyperfixating on that. But now I'm curious though. What would you think I'm known for? <laughs> like, just as an outside perspective, not being me. Um. Definitely, like, writing. Like, I I just associate you so much with writing. Okay. Um, and you're just, like, so friendly. Aww. Like, like there's, I guess there's not, like, one specific, like, thing I associate you with. There's just, like, how I kind of, like, know you as, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, 
like people know me as probably like writing and always responding to people like I respond to people a lot yeah no you do I'm really bad at responding to people like I will respond like you know how Twitter has like that for you page or whatever and then I see something and I'm like I want to respond and then I look at the profile and I'm like I don't know who this is what see okay that's when you just respond anyways because like then they're like oh my gosh like somebody I don't follow just interacted like they feel special and you have a possible new friend there you go there you go that's my that's my trick to getting like is that why you have so many followers interacting with people is you just interact and I keep saying this on the podcast I'm an introvert oh I do I feel like this is the most real we have ever been while something is being recorded. Oh, absolutely. Like, people are going to know me for so much more. And people are going to know you for so much more. Because of this episode. And let me just say, I'm actually very grateful for this podcast. Oh, I am in love with this. Because that's the thing. Like, people don't know Gen Z. Like, people think they quote-unquote know Gen Z. No, you don't. You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes um, underneath the surface. There are so many things. Yeah. So many things. And I talk about this, I think, with somebody else in another podcast episode. We're not seen. We're not heard. We're literally, I have the amount of times that I've seen tweets where I'm like, I'm just shouting into the void and I'm not expecting anything. Like, Gen Z really just isn't expecting much. Our expectations at this point are so low. We're just trying to get through life. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure some of, like, the older generations are like, yeah, us too. But you're like, the world isn't falling apart. Like, you're not worried about potentially moving to Mars in, like, 70 years when you're old and frail, you know? I mean, like, AI is very worrying. The way that it's going right now is extraordinarily worrying. I hate it. It takes away so much of, like, people. Yeah. And I think that's also why, like, starting this podcast at this time with this specific generation is going to be so good because it's it's human interactions. Mm -hmm. Like, I think before... Who was... No, like, I don't show my, you know, I don't post my face on social media. I mean, you have my personal Instagram, but, like, that's about it. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't post my face. Because, you know, I have this whole elaborate plan. I've told you about this plan. I know. I love your little plan. Like, that's the thing. People don't know about all of my like little diabolical plans because they're like oh this is a golden retriever like super nice person and i'm like oh you have no idea cassie has so much plan guys everything's a plan in her head like she if there's something she probably is like a little plan for it i have a plan for everything except my book let's be real here mood let's be real here mood it hurts no it hurts because you know it's true yeah. You are the exact same way. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Speaking of which, what do you think of B-Real? I love like, B-Real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I basic. I wonder how many people listening to this are like, B-Real? 
that's an interesting concept. Like, I'm honestly surprised it doesn't lag. For real. They did well with it. They did well with it, I think. I like no, it. No, it's very impressive. I have to explain like, what it is to my dad all the time, but... Okay, for people who are living under a rock... I'm sorry, I love you, people. But if you do not know what Be Real is at this time, you are living under a rock. Yeah. If you're in my Twitter circle, I love to be real. We are. If, but, like, I, there's some people that I'm not, like, from my Twitter circle that I would love to be. Okay. No, but see, you have to have phone numbers for Be Real. That's true. That is true. You have to have phone numbers for Be Real. It's annoying. But Because... Yeah, I love it. The thing is, though, social media is just... Is it scary to you? Like, how scared are you? Um, It used to be really scary. But, like, I've kind of come to the conclusion that I'm in love with it, and it's kind of what I want to do with my life. <gasps> you were telling me! Oh. Do yeah. you want to reveal to the people what your plan is? I'm, I'm just, like, honestly, I am getting my degree to bide me time. Just so I can, like, hopefully get a point where I can just kind of read and do social media for the rest of my life. Like The thing is, though, the degree that you're getting right now, the degree that you're getting, will actually be useful. Exactly. Like, Um, no joke. (laughs) Yeah, I am in my now second year of college getting a degree in communications and public relations, or my minors in public relations. By the way, people think communications is a useless major. It's not. It is not. It's It's not. not. It's very useful. And, um, so yeah, I'm just hoping that, like, my YouTube channel and Instagram and everything kind of, like, takes off enough to a point where I can live for, I guess, just kind of, like, live for myself, because I can't picture myself in a career. Gen Z dream. Gen Z dream. Yeah, I, for real, I'm a Gen Z girl. I just want to be able to, like, spend my days, like, reading and writing and like talking to people online about reading. You are so perfect for it. <laughs> the, the thing is though, like I am a career girly. You know this. Oh, you yeah. know this. That's yeah. so hard. Go you though. Like I'm not, but the thing is, I'm not going to be sitting behind a desk for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. I, I can't do that. I want to be out there in the field, learning. And then writing environmental policies about the science that I'm learning about, oh, you know? Girl boss for real. So, girl boss, and I'm over here. No, actually, seriously, it's scary. It. It's scary about how many people like, are like, stop putting pressure on me. Right, exactly. They're like, you're doing so many things, and they're so amazing. By the way, if you are being called a girl boss, and you also feel very pressurized. You're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Just think, oh, that's another thing too. And Z feels so alone. And I think that's why we gravitate towards social media. Absolutely. Wait, parents, if you're watching this and your child is Gen Z or Gen Alpha and they're constantly on social media, maybe watch them why. I'm not giving parenting advice. I'm just saying, like, from the perspective of a Gen Z, yeah. ask why. Yeah, like, like, I love book Twitter and writing Twitter because, like, you just have, like, something in common with them, and it's such a connector. 
And yeah. like in real life, you don't know that many people who like you can like talk about this stuff with and like ex- like yeah, you can't like express yourself in this way. Exactly. And that's why a lot of people, regardless of you know, generation, if they don't feel heard. Yeah. They're gonna go to social media. Absolutely. Just because. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap this up. Cause you guys, I believe you were entertained. You better be entertained. We have talked hours. And I am not going to subject you for hours. Because that would be cruel on my part. I don't know. <laughs> I think Madison and I have so be... much fun and you guys are just listening. Like, I want this friendship with somebody. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Okay, go for but it. You can think about it. So maybe I'll answer first. So you can think about it. But like, how do you picture the perfect day? The perfect day? Yes. If you could do oh, anything yeah. with your day, start to finish, what would it be? Okay. Well, I wouldn't be working. That's for sure. <laughs> um I would just I think it would involve my best friend. I will do a name shout for her, Laurel. I adore her. I met her in college. Oh, is this the person that is always with you? Yeah. I I need to meet her. No, for real. Um so hold on. Oh, you're so good. Good, we're good. Okay. You were saying um so it would definitely be spending time with her I honestly think it would just be like going out like dressing up in a cute outfit going out and like reading in the grass or like like on a blanket because I'm highly allergic to grass but oh, I know. <laughs> um and just like chilling and like no stress at all just chilling reading messing around I think that'd be perfect Maybe writing a little bit if I'm not stressing myself out about it. Oh, that's the thing. You can't psych yourself out. You can't stress yourself out about this. If you stop, you stop. That's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How do you how do how would I picture the perfect day? Okay. Let's let's say I've had enough sleep the night before. <laughs> Mood. And I get up early. I make myself breakfast. And I go out with my fr- my best friend who got me through high school. Or, you know, I fly out to California to see my California friends as I'm calling them. If any of you are listening to this, I love you and appreciate you. And honestly, you got me through so much. You really did. And I would be reading... Maybe, like, we'd go to the zoo or something like that. Like, no joke. I drat on every family vacation we go to, and there's a zoo in that city or an aquarium. I love that. My parents plan a day where we go to the aquarium and we go to the zoo because they know I am not leaving until I see a zoo or an aquarium. And I'm just there. Yeah, and or I'm by myself. And by the way, for people who say you can date yourself, you can. You absolutely can. I've been dating myself for eighteen years. Exactly. I mean, like I only started dating myself like when I was eighteen and went off to college. 
halfway across the country from where I live right now. Because I live in the Midwest and I go to school in New England. And so I'm over here just like, yeah, I think I would, it would either be with my California friends or by myself. Yeah. Maybe we're baking. Maybe we're cooking. Baking would be fun. We should bake together. (laughs) We really should. And so we would stargazing. I've always wanted to do that. So I'd probably end the day just stargazing. I'm such a star girly. I am. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm also like a sun girly. I'm very much a sun. I'm probably more of a sun girly than a star girl. No, I think I'm. I think I'm a star. I definitely feel like I give off like star vibes. I think if I asked everybody on Twitter, they say sun. I think I have asked everybody. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to this last episode of Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. Well, also last episode of season one. I did. I recorded it. it. Also, if anybody here wants to follow me and talk to me, go for it. I am not an intimidating person. And I love it when people randomly hit me up and they're like, want to be friends. Neither of us are intimidating. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. We are total fluff girlies. Oh, absolutely. And so, seriously, if you want to interact with me, DM me, email me, I will respond. Yeah. I will respond. That is something you do not have to worry about. I will try my best to respond. It may be a little bit late, but I will do it. Well, thanks for listening to this first season. I hope you all enjoyed it.